Welcome back, guys, to Triggered, my podcast. I just got back from vacation, so I'm a little rusty, but we're going to shake it out. We're going to make this work. So today's topic, as you guys know, a lot of you guys follow me for fitness on my Lauren Drain Fit Instagram, and today's topic is five reasons you cannot lose weight. So this might be a little triggering for some, but as you see my my show, we always get into little triggering topics because we like to tell the truth and we like to get into taboo stuff and we like to get to the nitty gritty of what's really going on because, you know, that's life and we got to we got to be truthful on these things. So as a coach, as a fitness coach, I need to let you guys know I have 10 years of experience dealing with clients and training and diets and starting and stopping and being successful and being not so successful or maybe falling off the bandwagon a little bit. So I have a lot of experience with this. I have personal experience. I have coaching experience. And I have kind of grouped this into five main reasons why you cannot lose weight or five main reasons why you cannot keep the weight off. So let's kind of get right into it. The first reason is habits. The second reason is mindset. The third reason is your excuses. The fourth reason is no rewards. And the fifth reason is our addictions. So let's get right into it. Um, First one up, habits. So habits, this is something I've really kind of dug deep into the last few months and definitely the last few years. As you guys know, I've been on a very intense mental health journey of my own, kind of really trying to dig deep on PTSD issues, anxiety, depression, where your negative thoughts come from. And along this journey, I've kind of discovered what it what it really is that makes us you know, a tick. Like, why are our thoughts going into these negative places? How does it get there? How does it stay there and create all this drama for us? So I'm going to kind of get into that. And one of these, one of the really big impacts that's been upon me lately is um, a couple books I've read, actually. Um, one of the most recent, two two books I'm going to mention, two very influential um, men in, in my life who are authors of these two different books have taught me how habits make or break our whole destiny. So it's very important that we look into what are our habits? How can we break them? Where do they start? Where do they end? What is going on here? Because we we use this word, we toss it around a lot, but seriously, what what does it take? What are the steps to change these habits? So um, I think it was Dr. Joe Dispenza that wrote Becoming Supernatural. And he is an amazing inspirational mentor, public speaker. He's a doctor of neuroscience. He's an author. He's a researcher. He's very, very amazing at explaining the neuroscience and the neuroplasticity behind our thoughts and how they change our reality. He's also good at explaining that our thoughts change our chemistry in our bodies, that what are what we tell ourselves or the, the thoughts that we accept into our brains and let them run, that will change the hormones that are running through our body, the cortisol, the adrenaline, you know, the P, if we're at peace, you know, all of that is controlled by our thoughts. So it's very important that we kind of look into this. But I'll get to his book a little bit later, but he definitely is a huge influence on this. And he's basically saying our thoughts become words, our words become actions, our actions become habits, and our habits become our program. And so it's very important that we take a look at what's going on in there. Like, what do we program ourselves to believe? And Something that's very interesting because I train a lot of clients, I would say between the ages of like 18 to like 50s, there's a pretty broad broad range of clients, male and female all over the world. And um, you're going against 18 to 30 to 40 years of bad thoughts. You're going against however old you are, that many years of programming that has taught you certain things. And it could be a lot of negative self-talk. That's a lot of things that we get exposed to 
in culture. It could be from society. It could be from the culture you're raised in, the family you were raised in, your own personal fears about yourself, um, your own personal negative talk about yourself. And you got this inner critic going on in there saying some like shit talking you all day long. And it's it's very disturbing. It's obviously there. That's the reason we suffer from anxiety and depression and stress and even suicidal thoughts is, is that little critic in there talking shit. And this is very important to every aspect of our lives, but it's definitely important when it comes to trying to change your lifestyle habits, because I can tell you right now, you're going to battle with that inner critic and you need to know that it is a battle and you need to know that he's in there. He, she, whoever is in there talking shit. So I think this is very interesting because I think we lose sight of this as we go about our day on autopilot of just trying to like, okay, you might tell yourself for a second, okay, I need to work out today or I need to eat right. You know, you might just like throw that, throw those thoughts in there, but you don't realize that you're going against a program of all the things that are saying, that are talking us out of it, right? So even though you told yourself once, I need to work out today, I need to eat healthy, all day long, the guy's been saying, you never stay fit. You can't really follow a diet. You like food too much. You're addicted to this. Like that, you're fighting with that person. So if you imagine if you're going to a debate with someone and you only have one line, you're not going to win that debate. You're not going to win that fight. You can't just go in there once and tell yourself, I'm going to do it today. I'm, you know, you can't just wake up and say it once that you won't win that debate. The other guy's going to win. He's got a lot more arguments. He's got a lot more time. He's got a lot more influence and you've been listening to him for a lot longer. So this is why I think it's very important for us to kind of look down at the nitty gritty of it, because at the end of the day, our thoughts become our destiny. So we need to know if I want to achieve something in life, if I want to achieve a fitter body, a stronger body, if I want to have better practices, better discipline, if I want to learn how to eat healthier and enjoy that as a lifestyle, how do I get there and what's preventing me from getting there? And why do I keep getting hung up along the way? Because plenty of you guys listening to this have been there. You've started different diets. You've started the training. You've gone to the gym. You've done a personal trainer. You've put in the work and you are not just someone sitting by watching everyone else put in the work. You've actually done it. So what's preventing you from getting there? So these are the things that I kind of wanted to get into with you guys. So, okay. So back to where we're at. You're telling yourself these negative things. I've never been fit. I liked food too much. Diets don't work for me. I don't like, have, I don't have the time. And, and, and as you're going along, you're like, okay, so how do I change this mindset then? How do I change my, my thoughts to become different? You have to set aside time every single day. And it only takes about five or 10 minutes. This is what Dr. Joe Dispenza says. You know, he's very big advocate on meditation. And I think meditation gets kind of a very vague, weird rap because I think that word just gets thrown out there and you're supposed to sit in woosah and become a some type of hippie that doesn't, you know, maybe like become a Buddha. Like it has all these weird connotations to it. But medit true meditation, what the doctor is saying is to sit and tell yourself, I am disciplined. I am fit. I am worthy. I can do this diet. I can lean into the pain of a workout. I can get stronger. I can be disciplined. I can actually try and be better at the diet this time. In fact, I am going to I am going to follow this diet. I am going to take cheat meals on the weekend. You're going to start to tell yourself. So one thing that Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dispenza says is that when you tell yourself this thing every day, it changes the the chemistry in your brain. It changes the neuroplasticity in your brain. Your thoughts start to become your reality. And it sounds so voodoo crazy and maybe even like a lie that you're telling yourself because you're like, I'm actually not doing any of these things I'm telling myself. And that's that inner critic guy trying to fight you back and pushing the excuses and pushing the negative self-talk again. So you need to be mindful of that. 
But you need to start to tell yourself because when, when you, if you just take five minutes every day with these positive affirmations and tell yourself, and you might not believe it right away, it might take a couple weeks or even a week to get there, you start to feel the emotion. So Dr. Joe Dispenza said, not only do you change the brain plastic, neuroplasticity and the thoughts will start to change and be rewired into a positive mindset, but your body will follow. Your body's emotions, your chemistry, your hormones will all start to shift into that disciplined mindset because you will feel the reality. You'll start to feel uplifted. You'll start to feel the mood shift because your body doesn't know the difference between um, you telling yourself you have something now versus you, you're telling yourself you have something in the future. And, and as long as you're saying it with belief, with true belief. So this is a very interesting practice. You can practice feeling wealthy and successful before you're even wealthy or successful. And that's what the, the beauty of this mentality is. And I'm getting off a little bit because I, that's going into the whole theory with Dr. Joe Dispenza, which I'd love to have him, have him on the show one day, and that's the goal. But I want to give you guys an idea about this is very important to understand our minds are like enslaving us with ideas and thoughts that are keeping us trapped in old habits and old patterns and old ways. And in order to break those habits, we have to become mindful and curious about what's going on in there. So this is also something interesting. Another book for you guys. I'm really big on this right now, so a couple things. Uh, I don't know if you can see this right here, but this is a book, The Untethered Soul by Doc by Michael Singer. I don't think he's a doctor, but, but I'm gonna... <laughs> Michael Singer, The Untethered Soul. It's an awesome read if you haven't already. It's also going into the mindset issues, and it's basically saying this little guy in there, the little asshole that's talking negative self-talk to you guys, that is not you. You are not those thoughts. The negative thoughts are not you. And what we've been conditioned to believe in society is our negative thoughts are us. That's our identity. So then we start to get anxious and we start to get depressed and we start to get overwhelmed. Like if I think this way about myself, then therefore I am. And this is who I am because I always think so negatively. Maybe I'm a nervous Nelly. You know, what he says is that you are the one witnessing the thoughts. So if you were at a trial and you were a witness and you watch stuff go back and forth at a trial, you are not you are not those bad things. You are the per person witnessing those things. So with thoughts, we are not our thoughts. We are the witness of our thoughts and we have the power to allow them to go through or to, or we have the power to say, okay, I don't want to keep that thought. So they're going to continue to pass through our brain and we're going to have this little asshole telling us these negative thoughts all day long. And this is the interesting thing that I, I don't think Michael Singer doesn't use the word asshole at all. <laughs> I don't think either one of them uses his words, but it gives you this picture that there's this critic that you need to witness. So fall witness to it. Take a minute throughout your day, just even five minutes, and list, do this practice. This is interesting. Even if you're not a meditator, I wasn't. I struggled so hard with meditation for my ADHD issues, not being able to sit still, not being able to understand what, what, what meditation even was. But sit for yourself for five minutes in quiet peace, no distractions, and listen to your mind. Your mind is going to start talking. It's going to start saying depending on where you are. Oh my God, you have so much stuff to do today. You don't have enough time. You're never going to get it done. You're definitely not going to start a diet today. Okay. You definitely are not going to get a workout today. Your mind will start talking and filling in blanks when there's nothing going on. And the practice that like, for instance, Michael Singer says is that we need to fall back, witness it. Okay. Hear the little asshole talking. What is he saying? Okay. Do I like this? I don't really like this. I don't need to keep these thoughts. I don't need to continue with them. I'm, I appreciate that they're there, but I don't need those today. 
And so you start to be a gatekeeper of your own thoughts. Now, none of us actually practice this. And it's very interesting. You'll notice if you take the time, even like I said, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, start out really, really slow and see what your mind is telling you. And your mind will be constantly racing and saying all these things. Your mind will be judging you. Your mind will be judging your friends, your family, your dog. Like you'd be surprised where it goes. And when you start to witness it, you get curious and you get calm and you get in control and you start to say, oh, that's why I keep doing that. That's why I keep telling. That's why I never fin- followed up on that because I kept telling myself this, this, and this. And it becomes a practice. And like they say with habits, I think it's they say 21 days to establish a habit. And if any of us have done that, we've kind of been like, okay, it actually often takes a lot longer because maybe if you do it every day for 21 days, but then you start to slip back, old habits return, old patterns return. So 21 days to establish it, but that's not to maintain it. To maintain it, you really got to be practicing pretty much every day. So you take this time aside, give yourself five minutes, listen to your mind, find out what negative self-talk's going on in there, listen to it, witness it, be curious about it, and then start to gatekeep it a little bit. Okay, no, no, no. I'm practicing discipline. Okay, maybe my mind was telling me I wasn't always disciplined, but I am disciplined. And you start to rewrite that program. The old program running in your mind is the reason you don't have good habits. The old program is on autopilot and it's running its show without you gatekeeping. As soon as you start to gatekeep and become in control of what's going on and you and don't get angry about it, you might even chuckle. You might even laugh. You might even like think that's kind of wild. Some of the thoughts that come in, you're like, that's freaking what I think. And remember, you are not your thoughts. And it's very, I think it's super important for this distinction because it takes away the judgment of yourself. It takes away the hatred of yourself. It takes away the self-loathing. It takes away all that clouded bullshit. We are not our thoughts. We allow thoughts to go by and the programs running there are predicting and dictating how we behave. And when we let autopilot set in and we don't take time to be intentional, we don't take time to be mindful and to break those old mindsets and break the old thought patterns, that's when it never changes. And that's when your destiny never changes. Your character never changes. Your habits don't change. Your body doesn't change. Nothing can change. Addictions can't be broken. Mindsets can't change. Anxiety can't be broken. Nothing can be broken when the old programs are running. So be mindful that and... It's interesting to take away judgment from yourself that it's not you that conditioned it that way. A lot of times we're conditioned from our parents, our siblings, our culture, cousins, aunts, school teachers. You have no idea all the different people that influence your mind to feel and think these ways. And yes, we do have a little impact on it, but oftentimes we don't even feel that feel or think that way anymore. It's just the old shit running through our brain that we've been conditioned to think for so long. Okay, so I think you guys got that part. So this is so interesting. And I think this other really cool fact that I wrote down, Dr. Joe Dispenza said, we have 60,000 thoughts running through our brain every single day. And only 1,000 of those are different from yesterday. So we're thinking the same shit over and over. (laughs) And if we don't interrupt that process, even for the tiniest little bit, Take the tiniest break, a five-minute break to step outside of your day. It could be in the morning, noon, night, whatever, to just break up the chatter. I'll call that little inner critic chatter. Break up the noise, the inner noise. I'm not talking about, we already have to deal with outer noise. That's a whole nother ballgame. I'm talking about the inner noise. Let's break it up for a second, witness it, and then change it and start to put in, plug in new, plug in new plugins to that software. I am strong. I am disciplined. I can compete 
I can be an athlete. I am an athlete. I am fit. I am, I am healthy. Whatever you want to tell yourself, whatever, whatever you want to become, you need to be that person in your mind. You need to believe it with all your heart because when you believe it, your thoughts become your actions. Your actions become your character. Character becomes your destiny and it, will, it absolutely will happen. There's no way for it to not happen because you believe in it. And when you don't believe in yourself, nobody can believe in you. It doesn't matter how hard I cheer for you as a coach. It doesn't matter how hard your, your spouse, your partner, your friend, your mother, your best friend cheers for you. Nobody can change you but you. And that can be both very discouraging and empowering. It's discouraging because you feel like you have the weight of the world. And if I could have done this, wouldn't I have already done it already? I've wanted to. I thought about it. I desired it. No, because you didn't do take the right steps and the right action. Maybe you didn't even know what the problems were and you didn't know how to fix them. And then maybe you judged yourself and you felt like a failure. So you kind of just pushed yourself into a darker place of I can't crawl out of this hole. So I've been there. We've all been there. Don't don't discourage yourself, but just know that that's what it is. It's it's a whole practice that you have to kind of engage in every day. OK, so we went to habits. We went to mindset. We can I guess. Let's see. Did I talk about all these other things I was important with? Um, I want to, I mean, yeah, I told you guys about, I don't want to get too off track, but Dr. Joe Dispenza has so many fascinating things about to say about disease. Obviously you guys know, I also come on here a lot to talk about health. My background, I have a huge background in nursing and I came from 10 years of cardiology, working on cardiology step down, working all over the hospital, doing flow pool nursing. Um, ICU step down cardiology. And it was a passion of mine to be on the health side of, you know, I really wanted to help people get healthy. And I loved the science behind what, you know, how we, how we become healthy, what's the mechanism action of certain drugs and things like that. So I geek out on science, but I think it's fascinating because Dr. Joe Spencer also talks about how we can eliminate disease with our thoughts. We can literally change like not only our brain chemistry, but our body chemistry with those thoughts and that when we tell ourselves that we can't accomplish something or we're, we're a failure we'll never measure up that girl's better than us she has a better body she has a better lifestyle she has a better man we're pumping our body full of negative chemicals in that moment all day long and you know they were use the word dis disease dis-ease you are in a state of dis-ease you're not eased you're not relaxed you're not peaceful your body feels that and your body feels those chemicals running all through it. So there's so many aspects of this that are essential to health, health and wellness. Obviously, the practice of being able to be disciplined enough to work out and train and get, you know, get the body of your dreams to become aesthetically pleasing, to feel sexy in that outfit, feel sexy for yourself. You know, that's that's another aspect. But even just knowing that your thoughts also create an inner healthy environment or they can create a diseased environment. And this doctor specifically talks about the fact that our thoughts are causing that, you know? So we have to really look at this battlefield and understand that it's a place we need to get in on. We need to, we need to get there. We need to sit with it. We need to do the battle in our minds at times. And I, we, are, we already have so much other things to worry about. Work, school, sleep, friendships, like relationships, money, like future. We have a lot to worry about on the outside, but we do need to take just five minutes, 10 minutes a day to deal with our insides. What's going on in the inside? What programs are running through our brains and our minds and our bodies conditioning us to not believe in ourselves, conditioning us to be okay with the being addicted to things, conditioning us to stay in autopilot, conditioning us to think that 
being um, comfortable and not dealing with pain or struggle or stress or fatigue is the best way to live. That might we have all these programs running, and you only you will know what your programs are if you sit with it. I don't know all your programs. I know what my clients tell me. In I listen really well. I, I the only way I do my challenges and my programs with my clients is one on one. I listen to what every single person has to tell me. All their struggles. They're working several jobs. They have kids. They have stress. They have. They don't know why they're falling off the wagon. They don't know why they. You know, maybe they just had a kid and now they're trying to work and get get back the mommy fit body in postpartum. I've heard all your complaints and your stories and your and, and your true stresses and true tribulations that you're going through. And I all but I don't know what you're telling your brain. I know that you sometimes you guys stop, you stop working out, you stop dieting, you stop checking in, you stop being accountable with your coach. I know that you give up and there are real reasons to give up. Don't get me wrong. Tragedy being overwhelmed, not being able to pay your bills, you, you truly are strapped for time and energy. Those things, this should take second This should take second place for sure when it comes to mental health, physical health, paying your bills, having time and energy. But majority of us actually have the time. If we have time to scroll through social media for several hours a day, if we have time to watch a couple episodes of TV, if we have time to sit around and play game, video games or whatever the hell else we do with our time in the evening, we have time to dedicate towards our checking out what's going on in our brains, check out what's going on with our, our mental health and our, and our negative or positive self-talk, and to start to give ourselves these positive affirmations that are going to change our mindset, change ourselves to be empowered to get to our destiny, the destiny we truly want. Instead of just sitting in lack and feeling bad about ourselves and feeling sorry for ourselves, why can't we just have it? We need to tell ourselves we deserve it. And we're going to get it and we're getting it. And when we do that and we make it a practice, it starts to raise your mood. It raises your energy levels. It raises your self-esteem. So many things fall into place. And you're not just saying it because when, when you say it in a certain way where you're lacking, that creates anxiety. That creates pain. But when you say you have it because you deserve it, I am disciplined. I am strong. I am worthy. I am going to be successful or I am successful. I know I have what it takes to be successful. You can kind of word it in different ways, you know, so you can start to actually believe what you're saying, but it's very, very powerful and it's very necessary because it rewrites the old programming that's tearing us down. That's tearing us down. We have to, we have to rewrite the old programs. So if you haven't already, please get the book, um, Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza, or you can even just follow Dr. Joe Dispenza on Instagram because he has the most amazing, uh, pivotal things that I just want you guys to watch his stuff and understand how to overcome your mindset and how powerful, and you truly feel powerful after these things. You truly feel like you can conquer the world. You can conquer depression. You can conquer anxiety. You can conquer PTSD. You can conquer flashbacks, trauma, things that you thought were completely in control of you and disempowering you, you can conquer. So that's really interesting, but let's, let's keep up with our, so we said there was five reasons you guys can't lose weight, five reasons you cannot keep the weight off. And we're going to continue. So I gave you guys habits and mindset. Um, there's excuses. <laughs> um, yeah, these excuses. And remember it's that negative guy talking in there that's giving you this. He's feeding them to you. Think about, I, I like to think about it. Did you guys ever see the cartoons growing up? where they have the devil on the shoulder and and the angel on the other. And it like, you know, tries to get them to do all these different things and they end up listening to the devil and they get them in trouble. And it, you know, the angel's trying to get them to do good stuff. 
I like to envision it that way because like I said, you are not your thoughts. Just because you're thinking it doesn't mean it's real, doesn't mean it's true, doesn't even mean you truly believe it. It means you've been believing it, you've been living on autopilot, you've been letting the car drive for you, but it doesn't mean you have to. It doesn't mean you need to, it doesn't mean you true. that's your truest self to let the car drive for you. Your truest self is to drive where you need to go and where you wanna go. So that's what I'm saying here. And with excuses, you know, we use this word a lot too and it it kind of just gets a bad rap and everyone just lets it go one ear out the other. But it really is about that mindset and you kind of feeding it this negative stuff that lets you off the hook every two seconds. It's so crazy, guys. I am not, I just want you to know me personally I'm not someone who loves to diet and loves to weightlift all the time and I can't get off unless I'm weightlifting all day, every day. I'm not that person. I do enjoy it, but it's not like getting me off to be on a diet. Like I legitimately have to work at not eating foods I like. I have to sacrifice my cravings. When a thought comes in and says, Lauren, wouldn't you love to have a McChicken sandwich with a fry? I have to say, yeah, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, but I'll do it a different time. Maybe after a couple weeks of eating healthy. I still have cravings. I still have negative self-talk. It still bombards my mind. It still enters my, from the outside all the time. I'm driving down the same streets you guys are driving, seeing all these advertisements for all these delicious, and I do think they're delicious. I'm not even gonna give fast food a bad rap. It tastes fucking amazing when you're tired or you're hungover or you're jet lagged to just grab that quick tasty meal. It really fulfilling. I'm not going to lie, but I do, I have discipline and discipline doesn't make me better than you. In fact, we all have it inside of us. So it's, it's a light, it's a fire, it's a flame that we can all nurture and blow on and make sure we feed that fire. We all have it. We just haven't accessed it. We don't know how to, we haven't figured out how to get to it. We've been covering it up with a bunch of bullshit. That flame is inside of you. And the more you ignite it and the more you start to feed it and tell yourself, I can be disciplined. I don't have to listen to every craving that comes in. I can start to practice not not listening to my cravings. I can start to practice um, feeding myself before I actually get hungry and full or feeding myself before I get starving, feeding myself before I'm hangry. I can actually practice doing these things and they are practices, like I said, habits. And you will have to start to go against how, you, how your body reacts because your body's on autopilot too. So your mind has been autopilot for the whole time and your body's been autopilot. Your body's like, I'm hungry. I'm full. I'm too full. Oh, that didn't make me feel good. I want something. Like your body is annoying as fuck too. Like if you really listen to it <laughs> and when you start to become disciplined, you actually you find it quite funny when you're listening to it. And when you listen to it with a very non-judgmental non mindset, you're like, wow, that my body's freaking annoying and childish and really retarded. <laughs> like it just keeps talking all the time. It never shuts up. It's like, I got, I feel sore. That workout made me really sore. I feel bad. Like, I need a massage. Like, your body is like a child. It just won't shut up. And you have to tell it to, um, shut the fuck up. I'll get a massage tomorrow. And yeah, when you lift, you kind of, you're sore. That's part of the process. Pain is gain. Like, let's get real. Like, it's funny how we let that dialogue, like, overrun us. Like, uh, I'm done because I don't want to breathe hard and I don't want to sweat too much and taking an extra shower a day. Like, if you listen to what the mind and body is doing, it's hilarious and it becomes actually quite entertaining to listen to this journey. And like I said, you really do need to fall into a non-judgmental mindset about it because then you can have fun with it <laughs> and you can start to listen to how you operate and how your autopilot goes 
and you can like overcome it more because you're like, that's like if I had an annoying person next to me saying all these things to me all day long, I would just like not be friends with them anymore. I wouldn't let someone come up to me be like in the middle of my workout being like, you're sweaty and you're stinky and, and you're your, are, do your muscles hurt? Are you bored? Does this song suck? Like, would you really let someone do that to you? You'd be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, you're annoying as shit, and I can't do that. Like, it's so funny how we we have that going on in our brains, and we, like, don't filter those thoughts, and we don't even laugh at the thoughts that suck. Like, we should legitimately, like, laugh at the thoughts that suck and the thoughts that are not helping us. Like, thank you for that entertaining jab, but I'm good because I'm on a fitness journey and I'm trying to get fit and healthy and I really like feeling good about myself. So thank you, but no, thank you. You know, it it becomes this really interesting curiosity that you develop about yourself and you start to look at the programs that you've been programmed with and you're like, I don't need any of this bullshit. It's not helping me. Why am I going to listen? So excuses, you guys know all the excuses. I'm too tired. I, I, I can't get up that early. I like my sleep. I like to relax. I like, I have to watch my TV shows at night. I need time with my family. Um, I need time with my dog. Like, I, you guys will come up with anything, dude. But we all know, if we look at our screen time on our phones, how much time we spend on our screen, you could be spending that same time on your Peloton. You could be spending that same time running for a jog 30 minutes outside. An hour a day is only what they said 1%. Is it 1% of your day? No. I'm saying that wrong now. I think point, 0.4%. I got that completely wrong. How much is an hour of your day? It's so low. That it's like, well, I think it's 4% of your day. It's low. It's so low that one one hour is worth dedicating to your workout, to your fitness. Even if it's yoga, even if it's a, a walk, you know, like half walk, half jog. Like let's do 30 minutes of a jog, 30 minutes, 30 minutes of a jog and 30 minutes of weights. It really doesn't consume that much of your time at all. So excuses at the end of the day, they're bullshit. And we would easily call them out if our ch- children were using them at us. But we won't call ourselves out because that gives us shame or makes us feel uncomfortable, makes us feel awkward, makes us feel kind of stupid, makes us feel lame, maybe makes us feel weak. We need to start to deal with these things. We need to look at the mind, get curious, listen. We need to deal with the feelings that are coming up. I'm feeling ashamed. I'm feeling weak. I'm feeling uncomfortable. Okay, now what do we do with that? You're feeling weak? Well, you you started this. You're going to get stronger. So you start to have like these debates with yourself and and you and you retaliate with positive talk and so wherever your mind is trying to go automatically due to its old programming you give it a new idea you say okay well I get that you're feeling weak but guess what how strong are you going to feel if you stop working out not very strong how strong are you going to feel if you keep working out and you get to talk about your PRs and you get to see your muscles growing and, and your physique changing and you maybe even get to sign up for a competition with somebody Maybe you try it for triathlon. Maybe you do a push-up contest. Who knows? The, the options are endless. You can have these debates with yourself and your old programming, and your new mind will always trump the old mind. Your new mind of actually witnessing the old bullshit, you'll win. That's what's cool about it. The only reason you're not winning is because you're listening to the old bullshit, and the old bullshit is on autopilot. And you're not taking control of that car. The car is just driving where it always goes. The same boring shit with the same outcome and the same destiny. Drive it somewhere new. Drive it to the gym. <laughs> Drive it to the park where we got to go. Drive it to your friend's house. You guys can get a workout in on YouTube. There's a million different ways to work out nowadays too. It's just you don't even have. It doesn't matter where you are. You can be on vacation. You can be traveling. You can be in a hotel room. 
you can get a workout anywhere. So it's honestly, excuses don't even exist anymore <laughs> because I can find, if you give me, you bring me an excuse, I'll bring you a solution. And that's how you have to start to think about yourself. And the cool thing about that is once you step outside of excuses and you get curious with them and you kind of play with them, you start to get creative. And this is the space that where a lot of people lose motivation with, with uh, lifestyle habits. They think of everything inside of a box. I must work out at the gym. I must work out for this many minutes. I'm going to be in pain. I'm going to be sore. I'm going to be tired. I won't sleep very well. You can do a million different ways with your workouts. You can put in more effort. You can work, work. Maybe today you need to work out from home on and do a YouTube tutorial instead of going to the gym because today you just don't feel like driving there and you'd like to save the extra 30 minutes. Do a workout from YouTube at home. Do Log into someone's fitness app. Do a fitness app workout. Your mind can start to get creative. And when your mind is in a creative space, it's a very addictive and nurturing space. When your mind is in a box and being told you must do this, it's a rule, it's a chore, your mind doesn't respond very well to that. And it doesn't become addictive. It doesn't become exciting. It doesn't become like enthralling. It doesn't become like passion. There's no passion in rules. There's no passion in you must do this thing that you hate to do. You must find ways because you know yourself better than I do. I only know what you tell me about yourself and you don't tell me very much. <laughs> I'll be honest as a coach. You guys you guys will share your anxieties and your fears and maybe some like past medical history or whatever, but you don't tell me your 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 true negative self-talk. You don't tell me your true positive talk, your true goals, all that stuff. And honestly, the work is in your mind anyways. Even if I knew it, I couldn't change it for you. You guys got to do that work. And it's and it sounds scary and overwhelming, but it's also empowering because if you can do it, nobody can take it from you because you got it. Nobody, no one, people could throw a thousand excuses at you and you would be like, I actually have a solution for all those. How cool is it that once you get inspired, once you let your mind step outside the box of rules and regulations, that you can accomplish anything? How cool is that? And how cool is it that if I tell you, you can lose weight and there's a million different ways to get there, you get to choose the way. That's freaking cool. If I sat here as a teacher, I feel like if every teacher was like this in school, I would have loved school. If your teacher said, it's not just A plus B equals C, and then you take a test, it's there's a million ways to have the right answer. I want you guys to impress me with all of your creative answers. That's a freaking fun class. Now I get to get creative. Now I get to write a cool story. Now I get to paint a cool picture. Now I get to be creative. We are built as humans to be creative. We are built to be unique. We are built to be inspired. When we're not inspired, we don't function at our highest level and we don't get that fire inside. The fire will be dead and your habits will start to turn south. They will not be ignited. But that negative critic in there is telling you that it's not worth it. It's not worth it to try hard. It's not worth it to put in the effort. It's not worth it to go to the gym. It's not worth it to get started. It's okay to start in a box, like following certain structured rules just to get you there. But once you get into the rhythm of it, it's okay to get creative and say, okay, I'm not always going to do this workout. Maybe I'm going to throw in a couple of these arm workouts. She said to do this, but I'm going to actually, oh, I checked YouTube. YouTube said I could do these three other arm workouts instead. And now you start to get creative. Maybe the next time you show up, he's like, ah, oh, I don't want to do the exact same thing. I'm going to do a circuit style of the exact same workout that she told me. But now I'm going to do a circuit style because I can play my music and I can get it done faster. Your mind starts to open with possibilities and your mind starts to get creative and your mind starts to make it a game. When you can get there, you are, you are excelling 
and you are going to become addicted to not only the results, the process. And this is so important for everybody to see because I don't know your creative outlets. I don't know what makes you inspired. I can ask you a question, but half the time you don't even know. And that's true because you're not asking yourself. You're not sitting with yourself every morning and saying, why do I want to be inspired? So that's another reason that meditation can be good. Not just listening to the negative self-talk, but you ask yourself, why do I want to become inspired? I want to become inspired because I want my kids to see that I can work hard at things. I want to be inspired because I want my daughter to see even when I get older, I still work hard and it shows. I want my daughter to know you can do whatever you want to do and you can be whatever you want to be. These are just my, these are some of my inspirational things, but yours might be completely different. I want to be inspired because blah, 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 blah. And you'll have a different reason. You'll have many different reasons. Ask yourself these questions, get real with yourself, and then remind yourself every morning for five minutes, wait, why do I want to do this again? Oh yeah, I have that wedding coming up and I really, it'd be awesome to be in shape for that. That might be a reason and it's for, perfectly fine for you. It could be short-term goals. That's perfectly fine for you, but you have to lean into those. And you have to remind each day you get up for five minutes, remind yourself why it is you're doing that. Man, it'd be so awesome to look tight in that dress. Man, it'd be so awesome to look tight on that vacation. Man, it'd be awesome for me to love shopping for once. Whatever your reason is, you got to fall into it and you got to ask yourself and you got to remind yourself. So for every excuse, there's an inspiration. Find your inspiration and ask yourself what it is. Get curious because you won't know right away. It might take you a couple times of doing this before you actually know the answer. Because we're so conditioned to excuses and we're so conditioned to negative self-talk that we've overrid our inspiration. We've overrid, overrid it, override it, overridden it with um, excuses and negative self-talk. And so it will, be, it will be buried pretty deep in there. It'll be buried in your heart. It'll be buried in your mind. And it's definitely going to be buried behind a bunch of bad patterns. So don't listen to the mind especially when it's negative self-talk and don't listen to the mind when it in your the body when it's going back to old patterns because it's going to whine and complain like a little kid like oh I'm hungry and I like ice cream and I like candy bars and wah and it's like uh okay like if I operated that way my daughter would get everything she ever wanted oh you want to you want a candy bar again oh okay here you go like if I can't if I have to teach her discipline, I have to be disciplined. Like, hello. And I better be modeling it for her too. You know? Um, okay. Rewards. Okay. Rewards. That's one of the last ones. Is it? No, there's two more. Rewards and addictions. Okay. So rewards, guys. Rewards is a difficult one because I think you guys all know what the rewards are working out. You look tighter. You look better. You look stronger. You fit better. You've lost inches. You've gained inches in muscle mass, like, et cetera, et cetera. But... There's more than just that. And remember that the rewards will leave you if you stop the activity. Every single one of us, and myself included, I'm not just an athlete that just like is a robot that wakes up and works out and eats right. And like, because I started a while ago, it's so hard. It's easy for me to just, no, it's not easy. My body fights me just as much as the next person. I legitimately feel addicted to sugar at times. I legitimately feel addicted to wine at times or whatever my little vice is. I am not above anyone else in terms of being susceptible to cravings, being susceptible to the body telling me what to do. Um, and I have rewards because I have discipline and I have rewards because I have changed my mindset and I keep it changed. And I wake up every day saying, you are a badass. You are a badass. You're going to act like a badass. You're going to look like a badass and you're going to be a badass. 
I tell myself that every day. Now, I didn't always believe that. And there's plenty of days that I fell victim to not believing that anymore. And I've had moments of weakness. I've let my brain go off kilter and off wire. And I've let and traumas entered and surfaced. I still have struggles. But my practice is I wake up today saying, you are a badass. You can be a badass. And you are, you know, those type of things. And then I follow it up with, well, what do badasses do? They don't just sit around talking about it. They freaking do stuff, right? They lift weights. They try new workouts. They sign up for new competitions. They listen to inspiring people. They watch motivated videos. That's what they do. So if they do that, I do that. And it feels very natural. It's a natural. It feels natural once you do that. But I had to get up and tell myself that. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't. And then the times that I stopped telling myself that, I stopped feeling like that. I stopped, I started to feel like a little piece of shit <laughs> and I started to let my negative self talk in and I started to feel lowly and weak. And then I would tell myself stuff like, oh, your time's already passed. You, you hit your peak. You had your 15 minutes of fame. You know, you're washed up. You're washed out. I've been there. Your the mind is crazy. It can do that very fast. It can get you in a negative spot super duper fast. That's why we have to witness it and witness what's, what chatter is going on. And start to get curious about that chatter and then start to shut out, shut down the chatter and then start to put, pour in that positive feedback, that positive loop, the positive energy that's telling yourself what you truly need to hear, which is you're a badass and you're empowered and you can freaking do anything. Every single one of you guys watching this podcast right now has seen someone overcome a major obstacle. The power of social media right now is that we see people that are 400 pounds go to 100 pounds fit and healthy. We've seen people overcome being um, paralyzed or, or half paralyzed or partially paralyzed to walking. We've seen, we have gotten to witness some powerful things through social media. And if we know that there's impossible looking things happening that are possible, then we know we have it in us because it, that person had it in them and they had every obstacle against them. They had every single obstacle working against them and probably every negative mindset working against them. And what the fuck did they do? They got up and they got disciplined and they got after it and they made a daily practice. I am a badass. I'm going to get there. I'm going to do it. And it's not easy. You will feel doubtful at times. But the practice makes this is so cheesy. Practice make perfect. Progress, not perfection. The practice makes your destiny. So just make it a five minute practice every day to say I'm a badass. Right. I can be disciplined. I can be fit. I can, I can do hard things. I can be sore. Whatever the fuck you need to tell yourself so that you don't fall into excuses. I can be sore. I can deal with pain. I can do hard things. I can, I can accomplish a challenge. I can dedicate six weeks to my life, to fitness, whatever it is that you need to tell yourself. And the practice will literally fuel you. You'll get energized. Your mood will become uplifted. You'll find inspiration. And you'll start to create outlets and pathways in your brain and in your life that get you there. And no longer are you going to just be on autopilot and let yourself dictate the old patterns. Because if you do that, you'll fall off every single time. Old patterns will always put you in the same place you were before. And that brings me to my addictions. So rewards, like I said, guys, rewards. Give yourself rewards and set them up the whole time. My reward is at the end of this six-week challenge, I'm going to on a vacation. Or I'm going shopping. Or I'm going... Um, I'm going to do a photo shoot for myself or I'm going to whatever it is you like, treat yourself and set it up and put that in front of you. That This is why in my challenges and my programs, I pay people. 
I pay the top challengers. You know why? Because I know the mind works well with re rewards. It's a very, very effective tool at positive reinforcement. People do well with rewards. They actually do very well with punishment, <laughs> but they also do well with rewards. I'm not going to punish you. Okay, I can't really do it, don't really want to, but I will reward you. And I believe the mind needs rewards to drive after things, especially if it doesn't believe in itself yet. So you could tell yourself, I get this vacation if I complete this challenge. I get to shop, go on a shopping spree if I complete this challenge. I get to whatever the hell you want to do. Whatever the reward is, I get to fit into this dress I always wanted to fit into. I get to do a, a sh photo shoot to show off my new body. I don't know, whatever it is, set yourself up with rewards and you'll see the mind will follow that. The mind is very addicted to rewards. Um, and not and try to tell yourself they're not, they can't just be these easy, quick, self-gratifying rewards. I mean, even in my challenges, I do um, I do cheat meals once a week. So you get that at least. If you follow your, your program, if you follow your diet throughout the week, on the weekend, you get to pick one day, one meal that you get to have a cheat meal and you get to indulge. So like, I think it's like an app, an entree. Is it an app, an entree, dessert? And then you get to do that once a week. So for six weeks, you still get to get rewarded. And then on top of that, it's very rewarding to see your body get fit over the course of those few weeks. But you have to stay disciplined and you have to keep putting in the work. Um, yeah. Okay. Last one is addictions. Addictions is pretty obvious, but it's also, I think, it's just a vague word that we just throw on everything and we don't really get to the root cause of what's going on. You guys are also, on top of working through old patterns, bad habits, not enough reward, negative mindset, you are addicted to things. You've been going your whole life being addicted to things. And I don't know what your vices are. Some people are legitimately addicted to sugar, Dr. Pepper, French fries, like little Debbie's. I don't know your vice. You know, I think we all have tried these things. We all know how highly addictive they are and how tasty. You get a dopamine response. You get... A f a, you can feel it, a rush of like chemicals running through your body. It feels pretty addictive. And I will tell you as someone who's gone on a lot of different elimination diets, that once you start to remove these things, you go into withdrawals. And they're true withdrawals, just like hair. I mean, I've never done heroin, but if you've ever done, I, I have witnessed people going into withdrawals as a nurse, detox, alcohol detox, other types of detox. There's full on withdrawals that you have to prepare for, you have to medicate for, you have to check vitals, you have to, like there's a whole procedure on how you go through withdrawals for like three days up to a week, sometimes depends on how long it's been your system. And same thing with these addictive substances, sugar. I mean, you guys have seen these documentaries. It's not even, it's not even a, it's not even in a like conspiracy anymore. It's not even like in a, dark hole it's like we know sugar is like more addictive than cocaine they've put it on documentaries right on netflix for all of us to watch i can't remember which one that was something about food um f you know sugar is highly highly addictive so if people are struggling with cocaine and they're having a hard time coming off of it and they're a lifetime addict what the fuck do you think is with sugar sugar is the same way and sugar is in almost all of our foods so it's going to be another demon for us to deal with now with addictions especially food addictions you can't stop eating you have to eat to survive. So it becomes this thing with like an alcoholic. He can quit. He can quit his alcohol. I mean, he could. She could. It's hard. It's struggle. But they don't need alcohol to live. You need food to live. So you have to be around it. You have to go to the places where it smells good. It's, it tastes good. People are eating it. People are having it right in front of you. Your whole life, you're going to be around it a lot. You can't just avoid every single person, place, and thing that has food because you won't even live in a world anymore. You'll be off the grid. So... You're going to have to face these demons in such a way 
that you learn how to cope with them. You learn how to be around food that you can't have. You learn how to restrict yourself at times. Like right now I'm on a diet. I'm not, I'm saying no to everything with sugar. Thank you. I appreciate your party. I think, you know, <laughs> however you want to say it, be probably more polite than I am. Cause I'm just like, I'm on a diet. Sorry. Um, and just, you know, be polite, but just be like, this is my thing. I'm on, I'm, I'm, I have to be disciplined right now. This is my thing. So I'm, you know, you could say you're losing weight, you're getting healthy, you're trying to come off blood pressure medications, cholesterol medications. There's a lot of different reasons. You can blame the dog, blame the kid, blame the husband, blame the wife. Um, but do it and do it for yourself and stay strong and don't have fear of retribution of what other people are going to say. Because I will say another struggle along the way, as you find yourself breaking old habits and when you get more vocal about them and you start to tell people, well, I don't really, I, I don't really eat sugar, you know. I'm doing more like, you know, rice and sweet potatoes, but I don't, I don't like eat that kind of stuff anymore or I'm not drinking anymore. Anytime you tell people you're not doing anything anymore, everyone else gets really offended. <laughs> and I'll tell you that from experience. And it's not everyone, not everyone, but a large amount of people that are not making selections for themselves in lifestyle or they ha are not becoming disciplined to things or they're not beca yeah, becoming re restricted in any way you know, that triggers in them often that they can't do that. And it's and it's very subconscious that they can't be restrictive like you, that they can't be d disciplined like you, that maybe they should be, but they're not. And they're kind of ashamed about it and a little bit perturbed or annoyed. Or maybe they're like, well, I don't need to live my life in hell and never eat a cookie. Like, I don't need to never drink. Like, that's weird. Anyone that gives you a judgmental reaction, it's triggering in them something about that reflects in them a level of disappointment, failure, or shame. Because there's no reason for someone else to be disappointed in your journey, in your success, in your ability to start to learn how to deal with an addiction. Food is a straight up addiction, dude. Sugar is addictive. I've gone on keto. I did keto for almost a year. I've gone in and out of ketosis so many times. And I'm telling you right now, when I cut carbs, I had to go through sugar withdrawals. And it usually lasts about three days. Sugar withdrawals, you're like, you're going to feel it. I have to sleep for almost three days because instantly your body is deprived of glucose. It doesn't know where the, it's going to get energy from. So all of a sudden it starts to power down. And before it converts to ketones and fats, it's kind of like, oh, we're not getting fed any sugar. We're freaking out. That's our primary fuel source. And it like powers down and you feel super lethargic and weak. And, and then somehow, some way it shifts your mood. All of a sudden you're all moody and shit and you don't like your blood, your blood sugar is all over the place. You're moody. You're, you know, you're, you're craving. It lasts three days, dude. Who cannot do three days? Three days is three days. You could do a lot of things in three days. Get over the hump. And once uh, those three days are over, you're, for me anyways, and for all my clients, after three days, your, your energy is through the roof. Your mood is through the roof. You're, you're sleeping better. Your hormones are reset. You're feeding off of your ketones. You're feeding off of your fat cells. You're losing fat. You're losing water weight. Like, you can do it. Three days is, okay, it's going to suck for three days. And there's plenty of stuff we do in life that sucks longer than three days. Like, go to work for five days. You hate that shit. And you do it. And you clock in and you clock out and you don't often complain at work about it. And you're going to do something for your health that's going to benefit you. And you get to overcome your body you get to overcome cravings like at least for me i'm not saying everyone should be keto but this is just showing you the addiction of sugar keto helps you get over sugar addiction you are going to eat high fat you're going to eat moderate protein you're going to eat low low carbs no more than 30 grams a day i'm talking you can't have 
a big salad oftentimes. There's more carbs in a salad than you can tolerate on ketosis. So you're eating low. I'm talking no, sh barely any sugar, maybe a couple berries. You get the picture. It's low sugar. And you do this and your body will deplete of glucose and you'll start to convert over the course of two to three days. And sometimes people get into it faster. Sometimes people get into ketosis within 24 hours once you get good at it and your body will adapt quickly. And now all of a sudden you only feel tired for like half a day. You only feel moody for half a day. And all of a sudden your energy, you wake up the next morning, you have energy, you have mood, your moods shifted, your, your sleep is through the roof. Things, ha your body will adapt very well. Um, and I, I can't speak from people who have like other addictions, but I think it's it's pretty known that once you get past the withdrawal stage and you're you know you're moving on, you're really you're really sore and high. You're feeling better. Your body's in a good way. Um, so yeah, I mean these are the things you guys are you're trying to overcome. So be mindful of all this stuff, right? And work with it a little bit and see where you can take these five things, these five different aspects of your life, and can you work on a little bit of each one? You might not be able to ta target every single one, but if you think about it, if you're trying to go into a challenge and you're trying to be disciplined, you're trying to get strong or lean, lose weight, whatever, and you have five, let's say you're going into <laughs> tug of war with five people and you're one on you, you're on the one side and you have five people on the other, you're going to lose. Why? Because you haven't figured out a way to make sure those other people aren't all against you. Why don't we talk to each one of them and see if they won't all be against you? And let's figure out a strategy so they're not all, all your opponents and they're not all pulling you down at the same time. If all five of these people are you pulling you down, of course, you're going to lose. You're going to give up. You're going to return to old ways. But if you slowly are like, oh, no, I know what I'm doing. Every morning I'm going to deal with mindset and habit because I'm going to talk. I'm going to witness my thoughts every morning for five minutes. I'm going to listen to my negative self-talk. I'm going to have some positive affirmations to help change my mindset. I'm going to say what I want. I am disciplined. I am fit. I am strong. I am empowered. That's one way I'm going to attack that. You just attack two beasts in one day. That's awesome. Now you have only three people on the other side. Okay. So let's go to the other three people. We have excuses or the three excuses, rewards, and addictions. Okay. Excuses. As your day comes up, listen to the mind when it starts, it will come up with excuses throughout your day. It won't be first thing in the morning. It'll be as the day progresses. When you show up to the gym. Oh, wow. I forgot how boring it is here. God, everyone smells so bad. Oh, that drive was so long. So you're gonna have to do that every single day. You hear the mind when it starts to talk excuses at you and tries to give you all the reasons for why you shouldn't be there, all the reasons why you shouldn't have shown up. Oh my God, do you know how sore you're gonna be tomorrow? That's how long we have to do cardio every day. Listen to that and then give it some inspiration. Oh yeah, you're sore now, but I'm gonna build muscle. I'm gonna get strong. I get to show off these muscles and God knows how many weeks I get to finally fit into the outfit I wanted to fit into. I get to go shopping and be proud of how I look. I get to go do a photo shoot and I'm going to be proud of how I look in there too. I'm going to inspire my brother or sister to get in shape because I want them to get in shape too. Every excuse has an inspiration. Every excuse has something that you can say back. Start practicing that. Now you just, okay, now you just tackled three beasts. We have two beasts left. We have rewards and we have addictions. Okay, throughout your day, you need to set up rewards. What's something small you can set up to reward yourself every single day? I'm going to have one of my meals I have to absolutely love every single day. Let me make sure that I prepare my meal, my meals so that I actually enjoy them. So that means you have to set up for rewards. You have to actually set time out of your day to meal prep or set time out of your day to order from meal prep company. Make sure it's ready. You might have had to set up time the day before or for the whole week. So for rewards to give yourself the thing you wanted, you had to spend some time. So um, that's something you could do, you know, 
Um, or you could tell yourself at the end of this week, I know exactly what cheat meal I'm having. I'm going to follow this diet really well this week. And t- this weekend, I'm going to that freaking steakhouse with my friends. I'm going out for pizza. I already have a, something I want to plan. Rewards. Every single day you can have a reward, whether it's today or that week that you can look forward to. And tell yourself that as soon as you start getting down on yourself or you're not liking it. Um, addictions, you know, start to figure out what they are. Maybe you're addicted to too much TV and that's what's preventing you from getting a chance to work out. Maybe you're addicted to gaming. Maybe you're addicted to sugar. Maybe you're addicted to drinking sodas. Like you might have several addictions and we all do. A thousand percent we all do. So start to get curious about what it is that's preventing you from having the time, energy, and ability to get disciplined and to get stronger, fitter, whatever your goal is. And um, you don't always have to be super judgmental about it. You could just be like, okay, I know that I'm addicted to it. Kind of laugh it off, smile it off, and be like, okay, if I'm so addicted to sugar, then I better be getting a sh- bomb-ass sugar meal this weekend on my cheat meal. I better find, I better look up some restaurants and figure out what's the best place for a freaking Sunday and get the tallest, biggest one for my cheat meal. Okay, cool. Um, there's always a creative way to talk yourself out of negative mindsets and to reward yourself in a way that, you know, if, well, for, obviously for the addiction part, if you're on keto, you're not going to be able to cheat, have a cheat meal. But if you're on a regular diet, which most of my clients are on a regular diet, they can have a cheat meal once a week. So that's a fair, that's a fair thing to do. Um, and start to learn about it too. Like I have people that they choose not to have a dessert with their cheat meal because they're like, I know what's going to happen. As soon as I have that dessert, I'm going to want sugar all weekend. So I, I'm going to choose not to do that. I'm being disciplined with my with my addiction because I know sugar for me means more sugar. So I'm not going to do it. It's not worth it to me. I'll have the burger and fries. I'm good. Thank you. So it, you get very curious about yourself. You start to learn your boundaries. You start to learn your limits. You start to learn what works. And that takes a, this is a lifestyle of getting curious with yourself. And sometimes our boundaries change. Sometimes our addictions change. Um, so this, this case is an ongoing process, you know, like I, for instance, I do six week challenges, but I, that's not the in total entirety of, of someone's life. That's not, you have to constantly be getting curious with yourself. <clears throat> Sorry. Getting curious with yourself to, um, have these practices where you wake up every day and still find out where your, where your head's at, where your negative self-talk is, what your positive affirmations need to be and um, your, your, your destiny, what your destiny is going to look like, what it currently already is. So you can actuate that for yourself and self-realize it and ignite that fire in you. You know, that fire is in there. It can be ignited. You have to do the work to get there and you have to do the work to kind of creatively find out how do I unlock that fire? It's in there. I can't access it right now. I'm full of excuses. I'm full of negative self-talk. I have so many addictions. It's weighing me down. That makes me anxious. That makes me depressed. Okay, so let's weed through each one of those things. Let's deal with one at a time and slow the next thing you know, you're disciplined and you listen and you don't listen to the negative self-talk anymore. You do the work. You're proud of the work. You're proud of the outcome. You're proud of how you look and feel. Next thing you know, you're able to do a lot more and you're able to be inspired and you're able to be like, I actually know how to create my own workout. I actually know how to make sure I'm not bored because I'm going to work out at home in front of the TV sometimes. Every other workout, I'm going to make sure I'm listening to a bomb playlist or whatever it is you need to do to stay entertained. Maybe you'll listen to a podcast when you work out on the treadmill. Start getting creative. Find ways to fall in love with it. Find ways to not hate it. Find ways to not have excuses because if you let the excuses rule the day, you'll, you'll get off every single time. 
But if you can get creative and embrace the suck, embrace the pain, embrace the fatigue, now you have pride. Now you can, discipline means doing things you don't want to do. Discipline means doing hard things consistently. Hard things. If it was easy, no, everyone would do it. If it was easy, we'd all be like this. Discipline means you embrace hard things. That makes you proud, proud of yourself. That gives you pride. That gives you energy. It gives you inspiration. And I don't know. To me, like, that, that's really rewarding to see people that put in the work. And so to me, at least, if you're able to walk into a room and look relatively fit, um, you're already presenting yourself as a resume. I can do hard things without even saying a peep. That's what it says to me. That person can do hard things. That person can be disciplined. That person probably has a good mindset. That person can get in control of their negative self-talk. Now, don't get me wrong. We can get on this in a completely different podcast. There are people that are obsessed. There are people that are really addicted to working out. And it, it, it's a whole like different genre of people that are take it beyond health, but more to like an obsessive place. I'm sure there's people like that too that, ha- that don't have a balance in life or a balance in relationships or a balance in anything else. Um, but what I'm saying is for the most part, when someone walks into the room and they carry themselves strong, fit and lean, you're like, that person might work, be a hard worker. That person might be, you know, you kind of already kind of make an assumption that that person is good at something. Right. So yeah, that that to me is also important, too, is the way you carry yourself. Can you walk into the room with a nice posture? Can you walk into the room with a nice physique? Can you walk? Can you can you present yourself first things first as someone that knows how to do hard things? I don't know. So anyways, everyone else, you guys got to find your own inspiration. I'd actually love to hear what you guys have to say on these topics. Um, and I'd love to hear your feedback on the books, too. Please give them a, a look. The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer and Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, yeah, those are the main topics I had for you guys. So I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, be sure to tune in again to see more of my podcast, Triggered. We talk about mental health. We talk about fitness. We talk about um, just funny different things. I have different guests on my show that talk about their traumas and overcoming and different things. So check out the other episodes, and I'll see you guys again next time.